I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. On this special episode of the world's most important hip-hop podcast, a story of dark money, billionaire financiers, and a relentless digital machine designed specifically to mold impressionable youth to adopt a right-wing ideology, and it's finding new, previously unreachable targets through hip-hop. An in-depth analysis of Rumble, DJ Academics, and the hidden danger of platforming so-called hip-hop provocateurs. My name is Manny Faces, and this is a manifesto on Hip Hop Can Save America. Let's go. The thing about hip hop uh, today is it's smart. It's insightful. The, the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is, is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not gonna be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. Peace and love, everyone. This is an important story, so I want to get right into it. It's the audio version of a full essay I wrote for my newsletter, Words I Manifest, which I would love for you to sign up for if you haven't already. It's at mannyfaces.substack.com. It's free, but if you value this work, there's a paid tier as well. And shouts to all of our supporters on Substack and patreon.com slash mannyfaces. You are all appreciated. So without further delay, here it is. This is the far-right infiltration of hip-hop. Rumble, DJ Academics, and the hidden danger of platforming so-called hip-hop provocateurs. Peace and love, y'all. To me and Manny Faces. Aside from this podcast and my Substack newsletter, Words I Manifest, I also work on an excellent podcast colorfully titled Unfucking the Republic. It dives deep into economic and political issues to explain, frankly, just how fucked we are in this country and what and who helped us get here. One of the most fascinating yet troubling episodes for me personally is one where we break down the rather insidious work of Prager University. Primarily a multimedia repository, PragerU focuses heavily on distributing highly produced video offerings and other content designed to look and feel like unbiased, thoughtful explanations as to the ways of the world, including fireside chats with its patriarch, Dennis Prager. On the surface, they feel like short, smart TED Talks. But, like the rest of the content, they're purposefully designed to irradiate viewers with potent right-wing propaganda, slowly, over time, and in the most unobvious way possible. Like hiding cancer in a delicious piece of candy that's also made of cyanide. 
Fueled by billionaire benefactors and mysterious dark money contributors, the radical right-wing movement has found enormous success in recent years, if you can call it that, keeping an unflinching, conspiracy-laden hold on millions of Americans, most notably through mainstream broadcast outlet Fox News, but more and more through digital media organizations and alternative networks. Prager University isn't actually a university at all, in much the same way that Fox News isn't. <laughs> but it's another in an ever-expanding list of similarly right-leaning media networks, a list that includes outfits such as The Daily Wire, OAN, or Sinclair Broadcast Group. Here's an excerpt from our UNFDR episode that breaks down what PragerU is able to do with tens of millions of dollars of outside dark money bequeathed to them to produce and promote their innocent on the surface, but in actuality, fiendishly designed videos. In 2018, BuzzFeed published a comprehensive piece about PragerU's meteoric rise. The story began with an anecdote about a then-sophomore in high school who came across a PragerU video online called Iran and the Bomb featuring now New York Times columnist Brett Stevens. He then started loading up more and more of PragerU's videos. He was hooked. As the kid told BuzzFeed, PragerU was instrumental in shaping his beliefs, beliefs he didn't know he had a few weeks earlier. After watching hours of content, his brain was literally rewired. The most memorable line in the story is the one I'm about to recite. It was so poignant, in fact, that PragerU reportedly leveraged it in its marketing material, despite the mostly negative tone of the article itself. Here it is. Quote, It took two months for Prager University, one of the biggest, most influential, and yet least understood forces in online media, to mold a conservative. End quote. And that is what we're up against. And by conservative, they mean ultra-conservative. The anti-woke folk the CRT critics, the book-banning brigade, the anti-trans everythingers. Now, as UNFTR noted, PragerU and other networks of their ilk are flush with cash and utterly relentless. They know how the algorithms work, and boy, do they work them, because they know that once they get you, they got you. And it's worse than you might think. In the episode, we pointed out what Marissa Strait, Prager's CEO, said was coming next. Check it. CEO Marissa Strait is explicit in the media network's desires. Here you go. Quote, Young people are online 10 hours a day, every day. They have an insatiable appetite for content that engages their sensibilities in different ways. PragerU must now counter the left wherever it is dominating, from universities and K-12 to Cartoon Network, YouTube, and PBS Kids. End quote. Yeah, they're coming after Elmo. She goes so far as to say that PragerU is the antidote to PBS Kids. PBS Kids? Whew. Okay, so it seems that in its most basic form, the idea is to target young, largely uninformed, still ideologically malleable white people, draw them into the finely tuned right-wing digital ecosystem through a seemingly organic and familiar-looking entry point, and once they're there, continuously feed them all manners of right-wing propaganda molding them into the shape of their pre-established hard-right political and social image. I mean, it seems pretty simple, actually. And when they need even more molded minds to achieve their goal to, quote, educate millions of Americans and young people about the values that make America great, they just target much younger kids. I mean, that's a bit much, but okay, got it. I have to imagine, though, at some point, they must have considered 
If only there was a way to, I don't know, attract, say, hundreds of thousands of folks from a certain segment of the population that never really votes for them, doesn't align at all with those so-called values, and in fact are often the direct target of so many of their policies, so that they too could be molded? Ooh, wouldn't they think that was just grand? I can almost hear it now in a conference room at the Heavenly Fathers Foundation or any of the several, be- yeah, it's a real thing, or any of the several behemoth think tanks financing this right-wing media revolution. How can we possibly pull black people into our fold? Candace Owens can only do so much, and it isn't much. I hear you. Damn it. We were so close. If only black people hadn't already been sick and tired of Kanye West before we got to him. Yeah, I thought we had something there when they were hanging the Kanye was right banners. (laughs) I know. Between him and Kyrie Irving, it was all coming together so nicely. Yeah, we need like a a black kid rock to shoot bottles of malt liquor or something. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you know, you, you might be onto something. If only there was a black influencer who wasn't quite as rich as Kanye, not quite as visible, but visible enough, certainly not smart enough to figure out what we're doing, Someone a a lot of black people pay attention to for whatever reason, but the more negative the better. Someone who would do anything for a few extra dollars. A useful idiot that has a digital connection to hundreds of thousands of young black kids that can lead them into our ecosystem like lemmings. (laughs) Well, we were going to borrow DJ Vlad from the feds, but then we found out he was white. No, 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 it has to be a black. Someone who keeps it real and all that crap, but is perfectly fine selling out or poisoning the minds of their own people. Oh, right, yeah, I'm there. There's only someone like that. Hmm. Enter DJ Academics. Livingston Allen, the not an actual DJ, has been making quite a name for himself as a hip-hop-affiliated cultural commentator. Essentially, he sits on video platforms like a shock jock would and rants and raves about the most controversial, negative, violent stories, issues, or current events that could possibly be found in black and or hip-hop culture. Issues that certainly continue to plague those communities, but by no means fully represent them. Yet, by amplifying, and in some cases glorifying, tales of violence and gang activity that have seeped into the music, or viciously sparring with detractors or other similar figures in the ratchet-slash-drama-slash-gossip-slash-beef-filled corners of the genre, academics has claimed the mantle once owned by folks like Star and Buck Wild, trafficking solely in the aspects of black culture that feed into already pervasive and damaging stereotypes. Thus, in hip-hop vernacular, academics is widely seen as a culture vulture, someone who profits off of, but contributes nothing truly valuable to, and in his case, even damages, hip-hop and or black culture. Yet he does have legions of legitimate followers entertaining his form of entertainment, and a large percentage of them are black. He's amassed millions of overall social media followers, including 500,000 on Twitch, a platform he was repeatedly banned from. Well, even a short D-platform would present a top-tier problem for any other streamer making an income from streaming on Twitch, it likely didn't phase academics much, as soon thereafter came the announcement that, quote, Rumble has signed the leader in the hip-hop and cultural commentary space to exclusively stream on the platform. Rumble is a YouTube-esque, right-leaning digital platform, funded in part by Peter Thiel, the billionaire enigma that UNFDR called a, quote, rich, tax-evading, libertarian asshole hell-bent on destroying democracy, end quote, and a, quote, nihilist prick, end quote. For really good reasons. You should definitely check the episode out. Now, it's entirely possible that Rumble recognized that such a partnership 
could perfectly retool what Owens could never do, and the accidental or maybe purposeful pseudo-spokesman Kanye West ultimately failed to do. Trick, mm, okay, encourage a wave of young black people to join the ranks of their molded conservative soldiers. One video view, and then subsequent algorithmically chosen video views, at a time. In the announcement, Rumble called DJ Academics, quote, the leader of hip-hop and cultural commentary, end quote. This phrasing is so highly problematic to those who recognize that hip-hop and the communities from whence it came are full of beauty and joy and brilliance and excellence, characteristics so often overshadowed by the kind of media coverage and if it bleeds, it leads attention that folks like DJ Academics pedal. It's like calling Jerry Springer the leader of American discourse, or Maury Povich the leader of relationship analysis. I mean, yeah, sure, I guess, but still. Or, you know, it's like how many Republicans want to cringe when they're reminded that Donald Trump is the leader of their party, because he doesn't really represent what the Republican Party is actually about. But, just like Trump proved to be a useful idiot for the Steve Bannons and Stephen Millers and Prager Hughes of the world, so too is DJ Academics, this so-called leader, being tasked. Except this time, the disillusioned, ill-informed, and highly persuadable kids in the perfectly ripe for molding crosshairs are mostly black. Now, Steve Bannon in 2021 said, quote, African-American males are also another central part of our coalition, and you wait, we're going to get 50% of that vote, and once we do that, we can govern for 100 years. Hmm. I want to believe that DJ Academics knows nothing of all this puppeteering that he's now a part of, and that even as he was seen yucking it up with Trump at a recent UFC fight and has stated his support for the twice-impeached, currently-indicted ex-president, he might indeed just be going with the flow. Quote, a platform is a platform to me, he stated in a post-Rumble announcement episode of his off-the-record podcast on Spotify. He might be self-aware enough to know that rocking with Rumble would be seen as controversial, but this is a guy who literally made his name by being a controversial, contrarian-like figure. Yeah, check out his days opposite podcast mogul Joe Budden on the relatively short-lived complex web series Everyday Struggle. Controversy is academics' lifeblood. Drama is his lane. To him, more audience could simply mean more audience. More money, more problems, which he then capitalizes on for more money. <laughs> Now, Academics isn't the only loosely affiliated by hip-hop culture personality making a living as an online provocateur. Figures like Adam22 of the No Jumper podcast have also trafficked in troubling material, after first winning over a large contingent of black and hip-hop affiliated followers. Here's a quote from a recent Media Matters article titled, The No Jumper podcast is mainstreaming neo-Nazis and hate figures to its audience of millions. Quote, over the past year, No Jumper has delved into platforming viral hate figures, including white nationalists, neo-Nazis, misogynists, and notorious anti-Semites. The show has a massive reach on social media, with over 4.5 million YouTube subscribers, 1.2 million Twitter followers, 3 million Instagram followers, and 2.1 million TikTok followers. Clips from the podcast are also available on Snapchat, and the show has a large Discord following. Additionally, clips of viral hate figures' appearances on the show have been posted on TikTok by various users. Grand Mason, which is Adam22's government name, who is white, now invites white supremacists and racists onto a show that has many black staff members and was born out of covering hip-hop and black culture. This transitional period for the podcast comes at a time when Grand Mason faces criticism for reports of past predatory behavior. End quote. Think about it. When you watch the infamous Deadspin video clip called Sinclair's Soldiers in Trump's War on Media, 
You know, the one with all the Sinclair TV station personalities literally parroting the exact same right-wing talking points, disguising them as a plea for non-biased news. It exposed the depth to which the overseers of right-wing propaganda distribution will go to pile-drive their message anywhere, everywhere, all at once. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same things simply aren't true without checking facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and UNFTR showed us just how much money they'll spend to do it. It's therefore pretty eyebrow-raising to see the hard pivots that figures like Adam-22 and DJ Academics have made recently. Moves that, if not planned and financed by these powers that be, undoubtedly have them gleefully toasting each other in their plush think tank headquarters. Again, he seems to not really have any clue about the true role of these platforms, further defending his move on Off the Record, stating, quote, This isn't political. Rumble could use this as an opportunity to bring in some people who are culturally... That would be my audience. Again, not for political reasons, but as a platform. They care about numbers. End quote. Well, yeah, but as we now know, they care for very political reasons. Despite academics' repeated insistence that because he personally doesn't engage in political commentary, that his quote-unquote business move can't possibly be political, doesn't change the fact that his mere existence on the platform is very much being used for political purposes, and that these nefarious puzzle pieces are moving right underneath his e-nose. Whether or not he understands all this behind-the-scenes machinations, or whether he's a double agent duping us all, Academics is now a significant player in a tangled web of unconscionable ideology peddlers, the likes of which created Fox News, The Daily Wire, and Sinclair Broadcast Group, outlets that, like PragerU, are ready, willing, and highly able to infuse a radical right political belief system into anyone, particularly our youth, given just a little time and an internet connection. Anyone, whether they're white high schoolers in Denver, as we heard before, or black hip-hop fans in states where hmm, maybe just a few thousand votes might be all a Republican needs to win a presidency. In defending his move to Rumble, academics repeatedly missed or omitted the real issue. Whether or not he personally agrees with any of the right-wing politics, social views, or conspiracy theories that thrive on the platform doesn't matter. Even if he does, it's perfectly fine to espouse these viewpoints and share them to and among his followers. But he should understand that in this Rumble relationship, his personal viewpoint, his non-political, music-and-culture-only commentary might be what his audience is coming to see from him, but it isn't what he was brought there for. He was welcomed to the platform to be utilized as a conduit by which an enormous right-wing ecosystem can finally begin to mind-hack an audience that was previously largely unreachable. An audience even more attainable because unlike Adam-22, DJ Academics is black. I'm all for attempting to influence an audience to follow your belief system. I do some of that myself. What's troubling in this case is that while he might think, quote, a platform is just a platform, and that he's simply reaching more people to introduce and amplify his way of thinking, academics is actually turning them over, sacrificing them, his own audience, his own people, to a group that's intent on using that audience to further their own anti-democratic, anti-equality, anti-human rights enterprises. A group that has no intention of ever letting that audience figure out what's actually going on, no intention of letting them attain the power to resist, and no intention of ever 
letting them go. Make all the parallels you see fit. Once again, this is Manny Faces. Thank you for listening. If you found the clips from UNFTR compelling, you're going to be blown away by the whole episode and the show in general. Search for Unfucking the Republic wherever podcasts are found or visit unftr.com. Again, please subscribe to my Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. There will be the occasional manifesto like this, but more often, a ton of great links, stories, resources, all kinds of things geared towards intelligent, informative, and necessary discourse around hip-hop music and culture. Newsletter's free, but there's a paid tier if you'd like to help support my fully independent reader and listener-supported work. You can also support via Patreon at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. I'm also available as a speaker and consultant. If you're interested in learning about ways that hip-hop music and culture can uplift humanity and improve society in any field, discipline, or industry, or as a way to truly deliver the promise of equality, equity, and inclusivity in America and the world, visit mannyfaces.com and let's talk about talking. Now, thanks as always to our associate producer, Summer. Please check out her incredible initiative, Hip Hop Hacks and the Mixtape Museum. Hip Hop Can Save America is a production of the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy in conjunction with Manny Faces Media, a full-service podcast production company, executive produced by yours truly. Visit mannyfacesmedia.com for all of your podcast creation or production needs. Thanks again for rocking with me. Until next time, it's your man Manny Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip-Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours.